Hi, welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. My name is DJ. Each week, I bring you topics about current events, career development, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor. So be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, like or comment, and review the show. Your comments are encouraged and appreciated. So uh, I like to start each episode with a segment called What's Still Cooking? And it gives me a chance to highlight things that I may have watched, read, or experienced over the last week that still may be lingering on my mind. So what's still cooking for me? This week was Father's Day as well as Juneteenth. I've invited a guest to discuss Juneteenth further because if you haven't heard by now, it's now a national holiday. But I visited North Carolina this weekend to spend some time with my family, especially my father, and I want to give him a holla. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, David Sr. If you visit my Facebook or Instagram, you can find the link to those profiles in the show description. By the way, I posted a pic of my father and me breaking bread at a restaurant in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, uh, born and raised. Just want to say happy Father's Day to all the active fathers out there. So the versus battle between rappers Eve and Trina, people are calling it the versus battle, a legendary versus battle. The two were beamed in live from their respective cities. Eve, who was broadcast from London, and Trina... Um, she was in Miami. The female MCs perform hits from their catalogs. The night began with DJ Nasty playing tribute, playing a tribute to Tupac to honor him. Um, this would have been Tupac's 50th birthday. His birthday was June 16th. Well, it wasn't long before Trina hopped on stage and immediately jumped into her 2014 hit, The Baddest Bitch. <laughs> Eve followed up with her 2007 hit, Tambourine, which was produced by Swiss Beats. I love that song. As the night continued, Eve presented featured guests like Alicia Keys, uh, who performed Gangsta Lovin', Kelly Rowland, who perform like this. And even back in the day, she went and got a group called City High, and they had a hit back in the day called Caramel. It was like a remix of a, of a song. The viewers nearly lost it when she performed Let Me Blow Your Mind, Love Is Blind, and Who's That Girl? Trina performed Here We Go, Pull Over, Whoop Whoop, Pull Over That Ass Too Fat, <laughs> and Single Again, and even brought out Trick Daddy as a special guest for the hit Nan. During the show, Missy Elliott was honored by both women. Trina performed One Minute Man, and Eve performed For My People and Missy Elliott's hit Hot Boys. After the event, Missy Elliott later tweeted, I wanted to say this, I am humbly grateful because I've been on a lot of artists' verses, and I want to thank those amazing artists who believed in me as a writer slash producer, or just as an artist. 
I love y'all for the love you've shown me. Yeah, that's really nice. The versus battle concluded with a friendly matchup with Trina and E performing performing to performing to Ludacris's remix "My Chick Bad." Trina dedicated the evening to all the females in hip hop, and took a moment to release her new single "Receipts." <laughs> So Trina versus battle in the so um, the Eve and Trina versus battle. Um, you can see that I'll leave a link in the description. You may want to check it out before they take it down, as you know. But let me know what you think about the Eve and Trina versus battle, and also let me know about what you think about the upcoming versus battle between Bow Wow and Soja which will take place on June 26th. Again, check out the description so you can leave your comments, which will be read, and I will reply to you. So for our main topic this week, uh, the Senate, uh, and actually it's been passed into law by President Biden that we knew we have another federal holiday and that holiday is juneteenth and which is what it's, it is uh i think it's two words put together it's like june 19th those two words put together and it's been almost 40 years since the last federal holiday was created which was the, the day we honor martin luther king or reverend dr martin luther king jr that was created in 1983 but we're about to get another one well we we have another one and if you are one of the roughly 2 million federal workers in this country starting next year, you can expect an extra day off for that federal holiday. Thank you, because I'll, be, I'll benefit from that, you know. So there are currently 10 federal holidays that we recognize here in the United States. But we likely, um, so June 15th, the Senate passed a resolution establishing Juneteenth or June 19th as a national federal holiday. And Juneteenth, of course, celebrates the end of slavery in the United States. President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, but it will be another two years and a half <laughs> before the last remaining slaves in Galveston, Texas, which is a, um, a island off of Texas, to finally learn that their freedom on June 19, 1865, um, which is the day that enslaved black people were actually um, freed by the the Emancipation Proclamation. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, so I, and that, I'm getting some of the dates confused, but the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, but the people in Galveston, Texas, didn't get the word about that until June 19, 1865. Dang. So, um, so the word... Juneteenth is a portmanteau of the words of June and 19th combined to create a new word, which is Juneteenth. So these things has all kinds of implications. And our guest this week is Jacqueline F. Fuller, a communications professional and freelance writer for the Washington Informer newspaper covering religious news in the African-American community. Jacqueline also is a um, is an 
alumnus of Marymount University with a degree in communications. In 2016, she was acknowledged by the Interfaith Conference of Metropolitan Washington as an emerging leader for her work in religious communications. She has worked for various nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C., and a member of numerous professional and community organizations who include Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, National Association of Black Journalists, Society of Professional Journalists, and Religious Communicators Council, and served as their national president from 2019 through 2021. Thank you, Jacqueline, for joining me on the show. I call her Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know, good news, bad news. Some people, it, it seems to be um, bittersweet in a way. Bittersweet, exactly. <laughs> and and, um, and one of the things that you had, you had sent me an article, and I thought this article was so interesting because it was pointing out some of the factors that, um, or I would say implications maybe, that, you know, instead of getting some of the things that I think would help African-Americans um the article was saying that you know what the senate and the house and the president biden actually gave us was a whole bunch of white people a day off <laughs> yeah it's interesting because even like in meetings and things i've sat in you know where it's like you know white people present that's what people were saying yeah i get a day off it was like no acknowledgement about why slavery is Juneteenth. And it's really, I mean, it's really, I don't want to say disturb, disturbing because again, they don't know, but it's really uncomfortable. When you know, it's one of those meetings you sit in you're like, hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we not really addressing the, the real, we're not having the conversation that we really wanted to have. Right. And we'll get into critical race theory a little bit later, but the conversation that we really wanted to have was, you know, this concept of slavery and the implications of slavery, we're still, you know, suffering from this, um, from the implications of slavery. But we skip right over that and just say, hey, you got a day off. So um, one of the things that I was saying to you was, hmm, isn't it interesting? Why did everyone who unanimously decided this is, you know, and anytime, I mean, I'm glad that everyone decides, say, yeah, let's do this. But it still makes you want to raise some eyebrows and say, eyebrows and say, okay, what, what is something else going on here? And right. so what's the issue? I mean, that's the thing that people, you know, are going to be asking, okay, well, you got, we, we gave you a whole federal holiday off, you know, now we have 11 now federal holidays. It's now, you know, so what, why are you complaining? <laughs> so this is something that, that could be asked by those um our republican um friends you know why are you complaining we gave you another another national federal holiday well to those individuals that think that way it just goes it shows you again how again it's a, they're insular you have no concept of history outside your experience i mean the fact that this whole thing i mean it took what is it it took watchmen for people to even realize that Tulsa, Tulsa, the Tulsa massacre happened. And then people are even denying that until they started looking it up in Google. So mm -hmm. it's like, here we go. You didn't even know about Tulsa and you didn't know about Black Wall Street, all these things going on. 
you're still learning about it. And you're learning about all the other massacres that happened, all the riots that happened in the North and the South. And then here we go. We just, we just, here we go. Now we have a Juneteenth holiday where you still don't really have an understanding of why Juneteenth is significant. Mm-hmm. You need to also ask the question with people who I say who have that kind of thinking. You have not asked the question why you didn't learn that in school. And right. Because I, I didn't learn it in school at all. Yeah. I mean, I just, I never heard of Juneteenth until I listened to a Paul Mooney um, stand up comedy. And he said, the joke that he said was that, I mean, it was something about, um, what's the, the uh, golfer, Tucker Woods. You know, and he was saying that, you know, they want to put Tiger Woods into a sex rehabilitation um, center. Now, let's talk about the embarrassment. The embarrassment. Tiger Wood. All them white women that he fucked, they should get some dildos and fuck him. He's a little punk. Man up. Now they got him in a sex rehabilitation hospital. What the fuck does that mean? They're gonna cure him? Well, they better get rid of them white nurses cause he'll fuck them. If they wanna cure him, they better hire some black nurses. Better hire some black nurses. Cause he says he only fucks black women. The month of February and Juneteenth. <laughs> so they were like, what, what is June? So this is the first time I heard of Juneteenth. And I'm like, well, what is that? So I've been looking on. Well, oh, this is a oh, thing. Yeah, I think I found out about it randomly. Just kind of, it, it was like a backstory, maybe in my 20s, because I knew people from Texas mm-hmm. and they were telling me about it. And I, I just found it really interesting that, you know, spent, and I went to predominantly black schools, predominantly black public schools mm-hmm. and we did not have the conversation about Juneteenth. Knew about other things in regards to black history, but not Black Wall Street. Not, no, not of- Black Wall Street, not Tulsa, what you just mentioned. These things are now being discussed because of the Juneteenth conversation. This is what this was all about to get this conversation started, mm-hmm. which is I'm I'm glad about that, but it's sort of being is happening indirectly. But what people are afraid of this conversation called critical race theory. Have you heard of it? Um, I've been reading about it since it's been coming mm. up a lot in, in the news. The interesting thing is that this is not something that just popped up within the last year. Mm. Apparently, this conversation with critical race theory has been happening for over 40 years. Okay. But again, because of everything that happened in 2020, thing, you know, these kind of things come up again because people are looking for resources and techniques on how they should teach, you know, discussion about race relations mm-hmm. and race and race history, the history in the United States in classrooms and so forth. And so I guess it, my interpretation is, is that people probably have went to this particular um, reference to say mm-hmm. this would be one avenue to do it. But it's really interesting. One of the reasons there's been a lot of opposition and I've just, again, just reading things online, seeing how people are commenting I noticed that a lot of white people are concerned that critical race theory teaches, I guess, non-white it's people. It's going to corrupt their children's minds. <laughs> well, well, that and, and they have a, it's a fear that it will teach non-white people to hate white people. And I'm like, this goes again to how much they have no 
uh, understanding of history outside of their experience. Mm-hmm, and it, it mm-hmm. also reminds me of the whole Jane Elliott video. It's, again, it's like, you know that there's all these atrocities that's happened to a group of people. And you, then, you know, you wouldn't happen. You wouldn't want it to happen to you. So mm-hmm. why do you think it's okay to happen to other people? So right. it's like, now you have to face reality. I mean, pretty much when you really look at a lot of American history, it's like, it's a myth. I mean, here we go, you know, the manifesto. Yeah, a lot of our history has been whitewashed. Right. I, I remember in, in um, grade school, I can't remember what grade, I think it was seventh or eighth grade, and we were learning, you know, taking U.S. history and Martin Luther King, um, you know, Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he was being, you know, he had a, he had like a paragraph or two. That was it. Really? In the whole in the in the whole book and the whole and there was no mention of Malcolm X at all. You know. Well, <laughs> and, and, and and the reason why it was so distracting to us, especially the African Americans in the class, because around this time the movie Malcolm X was out. Right. You know? And it was like, okay, we, we have this movie out talking about all these that how this, you know, was a a a thing that happened in pop culture, and it was like not even mentioned in in U.S. history. It hadn't even been you know fifty years you know since Malcolm X had had um, had been murdered, you know. So um, it was just kind of odd, you know. But that's the kind of stuff that happens that throw off African like that makes you feel like, wow, there's really a problem here when I can cut the TV on and see that all these 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 historical things have happened and they're not even in the history books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, you know, know in history even by it's different state by state for how you learn about history so and i remember growing up in the early 1990s one thing i have to give my mom credit we went we went to a, a black owned bookstore and they had books there mm. that talked you know you could buy books about the basically you could get books about the history of or world history from a lens that wasn't of European thought or of the European experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one key thing people will have to, you know, and I think about that now, people will have to seek that information. So when you're on your summer breaks, maybe instead of you just like hanging in a house, not doing anything, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like block time during the summer and say, these are the, and I know for some people they already do this, but for those that don't, Block mm-hmm. time during the summer to say, I'm going to read about the history that I did not learn in school. Use right. that. Pick a subject, pick a person <laughs> and, 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 you know, find as much as you can about that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think people right now should really read things around um, Black Wall Street and, of course, Black economic empowerment, economic mm-hmm. justice. Yeah, because you did mention um, you held the book up before we started re- um, recording yeah. the show about my- Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh- Operations. This is an excellent book. I think black people should definitely. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, I ha, I'm recommending this to my white friends too, so they can understand. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. they tell the white friends tell me I got the Paranormal book. Still haven't heard. Like you're probably the only one I've heard. Like one of my out of my black friends that said I need to get the book, and that bothers right. me because I keep posting online to people. I'm like yeah. you got the book to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when you talk about in the political arena, as when I because I read this book and I'm like in observing it in the last few years, I said everything he talked about in this book, we, it's actually like happening now. And if you mm-hmm. don't have knowledge to know what's happening, you'll get sucked up in so much of the propaganda that's pushed out 
Right. You, you know, stuff, it's like, and that's how I feel like with this last election, you know, you get caught up in all this, the hype and stuff that's happening with the election. Mm-hmm. And then you see what's happening now and certain groups are getting special bills passed and we as black people still aren't getting bills passed. And I'm like, this book literally talks about about all those things. Well, I'm going to leave the link to that book in the description notes so that people yeah. can go to Amazon and, and download it. But I'm hoping that there's a, a audible version of it. I love audible. You, should... you will read this book like that. <laughs> wow. Okay. I will. I, I'm definitely going to read it for sure. Even if yeah. it's not on audible, I'm definitely going to check it out. Join us next week for part two of our conversation about the impact of Juneteenth national holiday. Jackie and I will discuss. And that is through a racial lens. That's what we're going to do. And that does um, cause some fear in people. Um, And I think that really the truth of the matter is, is that the people who fear critical race theory the most don't even know what it really is. Exactly. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They're not focusing on the real issue in terms of, you know, his what he was trying to um, to help African-Americans with and try to help white people understand that was looked over. It's now trying to take his story and the things that he tries to teach to undermine the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. At the very same time that America refused to give the Negro any land, through an act of Congress, our government was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that it was willing to undergird its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor. But not only did they give the land, they built land-grant colleges with government money to teach them how to farm. Not only that, they provided county agents to further their expertise in farming. Not only that, they provided low interest rates in order that they could mechanize their farm. Not only that, today, many of these people are receiving millions of dollars in federal subsidies not to farm, and they are the very people telling the black man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. This is what we are faced with, and this is a reality. Now, when we come to Washington in this campaign, we are coming to get our check.